0: a message Um, the Lord's put on my heart. This is something that's kind of been brewing in me for a long time. How many of you guys are coffee fans? Oh, there's more of you than that, I'm sure. How many of you like the smell of coffee? Okay. Yes, there you go. And so you ha- you know, the grinds go in, you prepare it, and you the water's coming, and you can smell that, and you're like, ooh, coffee if you like coffee. So this is something that's really been brewing in me for a while. I've really, it's been on my mind. It's it's um, a very personal journey and testimony, actually. I'm going to cry already that the Lord has had me walk in for many years. Um, and walking in, in it that I don't necessarily understand, but you walk in it anyway. you Have ever, ever been there? Like, oh, I don't know where I'm going, but I'm doing this. And so um, I just felt a couple weeks ago, it just was on my heart so much. We're talking about ministries and things that are happening in the church, my husband and I, and I was just like, Man, this just came on me this morning. I just started sharing with my husband, and he's like, yes, it's, it's time. It's time to bring that word forward. So I'm very excited, and it's a message that we've heard many times. It's a message that can be popular, <laughs> um, but it's a message that I feel like we are to grow in. And so in that message is the message of love this morning. And um, just the importance of love and the importance and the priority that we need to make it in our hearts and in our lives. There's many um, definitions, like a lot of times we think of love and we think it means something Like, and, and we kind of filter it love through our experiences, through our feelings, through our emotions. Um, the, the, I mean, the world has a type of love, right? Um, and it's so easy to kind of adapt for that to creep in, I believe, into our Christianity. And, um, and that to kind of fade it. So understanding love from the perspective of what the Word of God teaches us about love. Understanding what Jesus showed us how to love and knowing the words that he says about, about what that actually means. So I really want to get into that. So I'm going to kind of lay some foundation, some scripture foundations here. So we're going to go through a few scriptures real quick. And um, just to kind of, so there's going to be scripture, 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 and then we'll talk, okay? Is that good? Y'all in for that? All right. So the first one that we're going to go to is 1 John 4, 7 through 10. And so it's going to hopefully, and some scriptures that I read may not be up there, so just write them down, look them up on your phone, or if you brought a real Bible, that's good. (laughs) So it says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. The first thing about this verse, I think it's so interesting, is he tells us to love, love one another. Love comes from God. But you know that God never requires us to do something that he hasn't already done first. He's never going to call you to do something that he hasn't already done, that he hasn't already shown the way. Does that make sense? So he was the perfect representation and sacrifice of love as we look at his life, as we hear what he says. So he's done this. Let's go on to 1 John 4. We're going to go through 11 and 12. 1 John 4, 11 and 12. I say that right? Ah. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us, And his love is perfected in us. If God so loved us, did God so love us? Yes. And it says also we ought to also love one another. Now he's talking to believers here. (laughs) He's talking to believers. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, it says God abides in us. And his love is actually perfected in us. If we love one another, God abides in us. We're going to get back to that. Let's go to, we're going to read the New Living Translation, 1 John 4, 16 and 17. I chose the New Living, It, it means the exact same thing as the other translation, but I like how it words it sometimes and how it just kind of makes things a little more clearly you know <clears throat> first john four sixteen and 17 we know how much god loves us and we have put our trust in his love god is love and all who live in love live in god and god lives in them and as we live in god our love grows more perfect so we will not be afraid of the day of judgment and we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. I love that. As we live in God, our love grows more perfect. Sometimes I think people think that like, automatically just comes natural. You know, like, well, I'm a Christian and I love. Well, it says if you abide in him, if you abide in his love, his love is perfected in us. Okay, a couple more scriptures. Ephesians 5, 1 and 2, verses 1 and 2. It says, therefore, be imitators of God. This is New LT. Okay, that's okay. I'm going to read ESV. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children, and walk in love just as Christ loved us, gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. I love that. Be imitators of God, as beloved children, like because we're beloved by God, we're going to imitate God. We're going to walk in love just as Christ loved us. That's kind of really huge, if you really think about it, like walk walk in love as God loved us. Well, how did God love us? Sacrificially. He gave everything, absolutely everything. And this is the love we're constantly being perfected in. And it was said it was a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. I even say as we walk in love toward one another, that it's a sacrifice and we're actually a fragrant aroma to God. When we learn how to love walk in love. Ephesians three sixteen. Actually I'm reading three sixteen through eighteen, but this first verse, I put it in the New Living. Same thing, just because I think it gives a clearer picture and you don't get lost in the words. And that means the exact same thing this verse does. So I'm going to read this and then I'm going to go on to 17 and 18. It says, we got it. It says, okay, it says, this is ESV. So um, I'm going to read this from NLT. I pray from his glorious unlimited resources he will empower you with inner strength through His Spirit. Verse 17 and 18 says, So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with the fullness of God that verse has wrecked me these last this last year not like from January year but like last year <laughs> that you that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you being being rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend all the saints with the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge You know, love is a, a tricky thing. <laughs> because, you know, it's really easy to love others who love us. That is so easy. Would you agree? So I love loving people who love me. That's fun. <laughs> I love that. But unfortunately, that's not all what God has called us to do. is to love those who love us. Loving God, loving others without limits. (laughs) Loving others from the pure motivation because God loves us. And everything inside of us being rooted in love. I love that it says, I pray from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through the Spirit. So we get this strength from our inner spirit that Christ will dwell in your hearts through faith and being rooted and grounded in love. It's a place of position. It's a place where we live. It's a place that we, we, we're we growing in. It's a place where we get strengthened in. And one of the things that's so important, we see that it says in the last days how our love is going to grow cold. <laughs> and then also in Revelation it talks about not being lukewarm, eating hot or cold. Don't be lukewarm. So we see that our love it can deeply infect us. The lack of love, how it deeply infects us when we just let the world and situations come in. But it's so important to understand that love is the highest calling that we actually can walk in. And it's the deepest thing that we can grow in when we allow it to. And it's the thing that's going to perfect our faith. It's the thing that's going to make us more and more and more like him is when we learn to love one another and we learn to love one another well. But it doesn't come without price and cost. And it doesn't come without sacrifice. And it's not something that you can go, you can sit on one side of the building and go over here and say, oh, but I love you. I just love you. And walk away. It's an active type of love this Christianity. It's a hands-on. God, how do you want me to love this person? God, how do you want me to walk in love in this difficult situation? It's, you can only move through that with relationship by knowing God and being strengthened with Him. You know, I was thinking about being strengthened in Him and I thought, man, okay. So, Lord, I was just praying, and, okay, Lord, you know, it's important to to spend time with you every day. We do spend time with you every day. And so I was trying to think, Lord, we're in your word just to encourage us. Like, we need to spend time. Like, make sure you spend your time with God today. You know, like, we, <laughs> we're we taught, and we believe, and it's, a, it's a great. Yeah, spend time with God every day. Yes, amen. But when I look back, it's... It's not a checklist. It's not like, I woke up in the morning, I spent time with God, done. (laughs) Phew, I'm going to love now today. You know, being in Christ throughout your whole day. Receiving from him your whole day. Not just blocking him off and say, well, I did that. I don't need to do it anymore. And so (laughs) I know it's really easy to fall into that trap. But actually learning, pursuing love. Pursuing love. I don't have this on my notes, but in 1 Corinthians 14one i I'm gonna use my real Bible and turn there. Feel free to do whatever you need to do. Pursue love. <laughs> Pursue love it. And that word pursue means to run after, go after, chase down. Chase down love. So when we look at others, we're like, I'm going to love these people today. God, who can I love? Who do you want me to love today? Who's coming in my path? How can I represent God's love today? I went into... um, Uh, A store. I'm not going to say the store. The other day, and um, I was looking for some hair products for my daughter. I had no idea what I was looking for, so I was asking. It's funny. I was asking a lady, and okay, I'm not trying to get racial here, but I'm just going to tell you. I I, I asked this white lady. Okay, love her to death. Do you have anything for? And she goes, Well, I don't think that's healthy for your hair. And I'm like, Okay, I'm not trying to be mean, and I. I appreciate your answer, but do you have anyone who knows, like, biracial hair? Like, do you know anyone or have anyone that knows that, too? Oh, and so she, yes, this person, she leads me to this guy. And um, this guy is a salonist hair person. Michelle, what's it called? Stylist, thank you. <laughs> Words, what do they really mean, right? <laughs> you know what I mean. This stylist, oh, I think, yeah, go talk to... I forgot his name, and he comes out, and you know, you know you can tell that someone has a different lifestyle than what God ordained for them, right? Obviously, this guy was, but you know what? I'm like, God, I'm going to love this guy. I'm going to treat him just like he was some cute little chick that was in the church, or this, this, this wonderful man. I know that sounded bad. I don't mean like treat him like a girl. I meant like... I'm going to, like, embrace him, you know, and, and treat him with enough, as much kindness as I would treat Chuck, my brother in Christ. Oh, thank you so much. And he's talking and, you know, he's doing all these things, And it's like, you know what? Why, why should I let that bother me? I'm a represent. It's like, it's not like some spirit's going to jump on him on me. I mean, I've got Christ in me, the hope of glory, for Pete's sake. God, how can I love this man? So I just... Just treat them like normal. And I was like, whew. But so many times we treat people as such foreigners. We, we come across people that, oh, they're kind of weird. Well, they, yeah, probably, but they probably think you're weird too. It's okay. But just proposing. Who are you loving? How are you chasing down and pursuing love? How are you doing that? You know, a lot of times what happens I think when our love really gets distorted is when we allow offense and bitterness to come in. It will throw us off every single time. And it says, do not let any bitter, seed, bitter root root of bitterness come from your heart. It will poison many, is what it says. And you can see that. You can see people, and you can tell people who have been po- are actually poisoned by bitterness because all they talk about is who have hurt them, who have offended them, how everyone's wronged them, and they're just, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it's really sad. And when we stay in that position, we're not going to be able to love others with a pure heart from God. So forgiveness is key. We've got to learn how to forgive one another's. It's so important. You know, talking about love and loving one another, <clears throat> I'm not talking about how people, how people have treated you. You know, it's easy to hear love and say, Yeah, I hope this church gets this message so they can love me more. Like, I hope they get this because they were mean to me. That's not the reason for love really the message of love is that really this, this whole thing that I'm talking about is, is how are you treating others? Not how, how others have treated you, but how are you treating others? People are always going dis- to disappoint you. If you've lived any length of life, you know that people are always going to disappoint you. But my question is, is how are you going to love them? How are you going to love them? I'm going to read this verse here. Galatians 1.10 says, Am I now trying to win the approval of man or of God? If I was trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ or a servant of the Most High God. And I think, we get into this realm of pleasing people, wanting to do what's right, wanting to do. What what would what? Of this yeah, but the, this this place of pleasing people. I'm kind of stuttering. I'm sorry. And sometimes we have to go past our pain to serve God, to love others. Sometimes we have to go beyond the. Um, the what other how other people are coming in toward us because it's really pleasing actually when someone does offend me and i find as many people as i can to come take my side (laughs) i know um years ago i many years ago um i was in this i wasn't in it, but i was in a circle of ladies and they were talking about someone do you know how this person treated me well she did this and this and this to me and someone else trying to, oh, yeah, she mistreated me too. Let me tell you, she did this and this. And I was a younger Christian, and I felt left out. I was like, oh, she hurt my feelings too. Let me tell you what happened here. Yeah, see? mm And I didn't realize at the time but how really immature that was. Like, yeah, I believe I'm just joining in with the accuser of the brethren. Instead of figuring out, okay, how can we love this person anyways? How can, we, how can we love one another? And I feel like, you know, most of us do a really good job. I mean, I just feel like we really have to be intentional with love. The Holy Spirit really wants to put it on the forefront and has to be intentional. And not just with people who are com- we're comfortable with. Like I can go to this group and say, "Oh, but these people are fun." See, I do a good job of loving because see how all these people that I'm loving, I'm doing a great job here. But these group over here, especially that Johnny guy, ah, oh, just kidding, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> Let no unwholesome word come from your mouth, but that which is edifying. Thank you, Lord. Okay. But, don't, but isn't that easy to do, though? And I think we all understand. I think we all understand where it comes from. It's not just about loving people outside the church either, although we do need to do that. We need, do need to be the representation of love, but also those who are right here. But it's hard, Lisa, yes. And here's another thing that the flesh likes to say. <sighs> they, they are too much for one person. Whew. I'm going to pick on Johnny, and I don't mean it. Johnny is easy to love, okay? But like, whew, more than one person needs to be assigned to Johnny, because Johnny will suck it all out of you. And it's so funny because, you know, that's not true of Johnny. That's why it's like, if you don't know Johnny, it's like it's so opposite. But you know where that comes from? you know a lot of times what we do, we get worn out because sometimes our love becomes law-based. Our love becomes law-based and not God-based. Not Jesus dying on the cross-based. So I want to give you a little example of this because I feel like sometimes that's kind of where we get caught up is we want to love people if we change them. I'll love you if I can change you. But if not, you wear me out, and I'm going to do something else. And that so comes from a place of law and not necessarily of love. So we're going to turn to Matthew 5, 43, yeah. Huh? Oh, I think it's es. Oh, it says NLT. Um, this will work. NLT will work. Okay, let me let me get to my Bible. Don't laugh at me. Okay, I'll do the r- real one. And this is something I just love. You know what? There's a million scriptures of love in the Bible. I mean, in the, all over. If I were to be up here and tell you all these verses that talk about love and how to treat one another, this would be like a, a ten-part series. But I, I urge you to research it. I urge you to let your love be defined by the Word of God and not by your experience, and not by your feelings. I urge you, I just plead with you that you know the love of God and how the Word is teaching us to love one another. Because from there you're going to grow up and you're going to be healthy. And you're going to overcome the enemy. And you're going to overcome your own weaknesses. You're going to overcome your own sin. You're going to overcome... This is where you overcome the world is through the love of God. But you can't let anything else define it but the world, but the Word of God. You can't let the world, the world define it. Matthew 5. And I'm going to read. I know you guys are going to be all messed up. I've got like, this is the New American Standard. Sounds like, you know, something new. Amer- I read the New American Standard. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> It says, you have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. It says, you have heard, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Well, where did did they get that? You have heard. Well, part of it came from the law. And part of it came from the Pharisees adding to the law. That said... Um, actually, you need to to hate those who hate you. Um, In Psalm, and I just, this kind of blew my mind, it said 139, David, precious David, and I know you probably already have it up there. Yeah, okay, 21 through 22. He even says... Do I not hate those who hate you, O Lord? <laughs> and do I not loathe those who, who rise up against you? It says, I hate them with total hatred. For your enemies are my enemies. Can I just mention, David? this is David's heart cry, but this is not a New Testament way of looking at people. And you can read that all through the New Testament. It says, love your enemies. And Matthew Matthew 5, 39, at one point, it says right here, it says, 39, it says, do not resist an evil person. (laughs) What? (laughs) We don't get taught that much in the church, do we? we? We just don't, and we don't know what to do with it. When people come to me and they're like, oh, Lisa, you know, you're going to have some, there's some enemies in, my, in the church. Some people are talking about you. Some people are against you. Which, if you, which happens, that's life. And you know what, my challenge to myself is good God, how can I love them? How can I love them? They obviously have some thought about me, but how can I love them? Because that's where really, we're really, we're truly going to be protected, is in His love. Now, I'm not talking about abuse. I'm not talking about, you know, you've got some husband or jerk of a boyfriend or whoever it is who is being just belligerent and hitting your kids and whatnot. You get the picture. I'm not talking about, about removing yourself from harm's way. I'm talking about your brothers and sisters that you feel like are against you. And you're going, but God, I choose to love them. And may I propose that sometimes it really isn't that they're against us. It's that the old accuser of the brethren, Satan, is putting these thoughts. Oh, everyone's judging you. They don't like you. Oh, don't. Lisa needs to talk to you. She said she wants to talk to you. You're in trouble. What did you do wrong? Instead of running to them and saying, oh, you know, Jesus had so many people who judged him read it in the, in the gospels so many people were judging him and rightly so you can see that not that they we're right in judging him you know what I mean they were, they were judging him but you know what my heart how the Lord has really switched my heart is like but God I'm going to love them anyways I don't care yeah, okay, so, so what, they're saying things. So what, they might not be aligning up with something I said, like, so? Okay, God, how do you want me to love them? And, if, and, and we have, we, it's like we make such a big deal about being right, you know? See, I knew people were talking about me. I knew someone said something bad. It's like, I don't care. God, how do you want me to love them? You know my heart. Did I offend? Did I really offend them? Did I? You know, something going on with me? Is there an attitude that I have? You know, and if he he shows me, like, oh, man, I think I might have done this. Okay, I'm going to go talk to them. But if not, it's like, we're called to love. And you know what? It's so easy to say, oh, I don't have time to love. I'm so busy. I'm so this. I can't love anybody. (laughs) Sometimes we, we love busyness more than we do one another. I just say this. Sometimes we worship our busyness, especially in this culture. But you know to love someone takes zero time. It takes zero amount of time. It takes, I'm walking out of the church and I see somebody who no one has talked to. And I'm going to say, how are you doing today? And I'm going to hear from the Holy Spirit. Lord, do you have anything you want me to pray for him? Maybe I just need to discourage and God just bless this person and just love on them. Sometimes coming to church is so much about us and it's really not about loving one another. Being a Christianity is not about you and it's not about coming to church on Sunday. Can I just say that? It's not a checkbox box that you get to check off your list and say, I, was, I did good, I done did good, went to church today. But rather, God, how can I encounter people? I'm going to read you just another scripture that just really, whoo. Sometimes we think, Lord, but what do I have to give? I don't have anything. I'm not a leader. I don't have a title like prophet, evangelist, teacher. I don't, I don't have that thing. I don't know. How do I? And sometimes we have that thing, and we're like, hey, I don't need to go love people because I'm prophetic. I hear from God. I'm an intercessor, so I just need to keep people at bay. I'm a teacher. I'll teach you in church Sunday morning. Sometimes we, we blow it up our spiritual gifts that I think it makes God throw up, just to be honest. I love how in 1 Corinthians 12, the very last scripture, 12.31, it says, it talks about the gifts of the Spirit, how there's many gifts, and y'all need to find your gift. You need to find your gift? Absolutely. You need to know what you're called to do? Absolutely. Agree with that. But that's not the most important thing. It says in 31, but earnestly desire greater gifts, spiritual gifts. And then it says, And I show you still a more excellent way. Desire gifts, but I'm gonna show you a more excellent way. Well, what's the next, what's First Corinthians 13 talk about? Love. And when you let that define how you love, when you let that be your definition. I love it. If I speak with the tongues of angels, that means, you know, oh, you can just speak. You sound so lovely. Maybe you pray. You have a, oh, when she prays, I just feel heaven. But it says when you don't have love, you're a clanging cymbal. You can have the gift of prophecy and know all mysteries and all knowledge and have faith and have all faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. As to remove mountains, but if you don't have love, it says you're nothing. And if I give all my possessions to feed the poor, and if I surrender my body to be burned. So we can do all these things, but if we don't have love, it means nothing. And then it goes on and on. Already out of time, <clears throat> but going into how love covers a multitude of sins. <laughs> love covers other people's weaknesses. Love is not out to expose other people. It's so easy, just to, and hard, just to choose to love one another. If we can focus on our loving one another, I believe our gifts are going to come more evident. They're going to be more powerful. They're going to be more anointed because people actually know that you love them. It's so easy to love somebody and stay back and go, oh, but I'm praying for you. Oh, you're having a hard time. Well, I'll pray for you. Okay, I'll pray for you. And in the word it says, do not let your, your love just be words, but deeds. Don't just, don't let it be, I tell you, sometimes so many times we just let our, 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 our love just be words. When God want, requires action and he wants us to go after people and go on and after in love. I mean, if you have type A or B flu, yes, I'm probably going to pray for you for over here, okay? Or not. Or not. Because I remember there was a time when CJ and I were first married. We had a family in the church, and they all had the throw up flu, the bad 24-hour bad flu. And they had like four, four or five kids, I can't remember. And they were unable to take care of their children. And God said, I want you to go love this family. But God, I'm going to get the throw-up flu. <laughs> and so we both talked about it and prayed, because that's a big decision. You know, you're really committing yourself to something. And we said, you know, no, no man has greater love than this and he who lays down his life for his friends. So we went over and we served them for a day and a half, I think. Yeah, we got the throat flu. Okay. But you know what? Like, I remember people loving us when we had the throat flu, When people came to our house and grabbed our kids and said, "You guys be better." <laughs> it's like, let's let stop letting things limit us to how we love one another. Let's actually start seeing needs, and actually be that those hands and feet that Jesus were. Let's act, actually love from a higher. than what we're used to loving from. Let's actually, let's let everything that we do be rooted and grounded in love. And let's pursue love. Pursue it, run after it, go after it. And I want to ask you, who are you loving that nobody else will love? Who are you going after that no one else will touch? Your love is going to change people it's going to change this body it's going to end up changing the world it says they'll know you're my disciples why by the love you have for one another let's pull down all of these things that say she's untouchable he's untouchable and let's go and we're not we're going to love them and not to change them we're not going to go after them and say okay i'm going to love you but now you got to change and look like me No, let's just love them. Let's just love. Let's just say, oh, man, I'm so sorry you're having a rotten week. Send them a text message midweek. Say, sister, brother, I'm thinking about you. How are you doing? Can I call you? Can I pray for you again? You know, loneliness is the biggest problem that we have. And it's evident all around. And the church is not exempt from that. That's why Facebook and social media is so popular. It's not, we're not. So how we go after one another in this body, the world's going to see our love for one another. There's not going to be any status people. Oh, these people are kind of the low people, and these people are the more important people. Let's love the more important people. No. Let's go love the low people. The people who can't pay us back. The people who have absolutely nobody else to talk to during the week. Let's love them. And you know what? I tell you what. It's going to grow you. It's going to mature you because it takes amount of faith to love somebody who does not love you back or who doesn't know how to healthy love or be healthy in that. It takes a measure of faith and you're going to go up to the uh, you're going to go up to this thing, and you're going to go, whoa, they are so, like, whatever is operating in them is so huge. And you're like, but you know what? Christ in you is greater still. You know what I'm talking about? Have you ever went up to someone, and you're like, I'm really going to love these people. And you go to them, you're like, whoo, I just opened a box of something. God, I don't know. And we run away, and we get scared. Of course we wouldn't call it fear, because we're much too spiritual to call it fear. But, in a nutshell. And so, like, okay... <laughs> Christ in me, the hope of glory. <laughs> I'm not going to try to change the person. I'm just going to be God. I'm just going to love them. Amen? <laughs> Let's love from a heart of that God wants us to love. Let's put that on our mirrors. Who are we loving? Who are we pursuing? Who is God telling us to go for? And you know, God doesn't have to tell you somebody. If they're there, love them. Sometimes you feel like, oh, but God didn't tell me to to talk to that person. Ah. Read the word. He told you to love them. Sorry. Just read the word. They don't have to be your project. Who wants to be your project in here? (laughs) Who wants to be, yeah, I'm your project. If you say, I want to be your project, then you're probably not pulling from the right source. You need to know Jesus and pull from him. People are always going to disappoint you. So that's the word that the Lord's given me. I've got a lot more, but Jesus didn't allow me time. That's okay. But I love <laughs> the end of thir- uh, 1 Corinthians 13. I love it how it says. I don't have that thing. How love never fails. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. Love never fails. But now faith, hope, love abide in these three. But the greatest is love. So would you stand with me? I just kind of shared from my heart today, and I didn't make like this, you know, methodical list of what to do because I just really wanted it to come from my heart and I wanted you guys to hear for yourself what the Word of God is saying because I believe it's relevant and it's real and it's tangible and it's for you. And I want to encourage you in, through all your being to be rooted and grounded in love and to ask the Lord, Lord, what's that next level? So just ask him <laughs> right now, Lord, what's that next level? Because I believe he's telling us to level up, to pursue higher. Because it's going to engage faith, <laughs> it's going to be like more difficult, but then we can come to one another and be encouraged in how to love. Now remember, this is not about how well people have loved you. This is about how well you are to love others. That's very important. And so I just want us to really receive and just be real before God. And I'm going to play a song here, a little worship song on YouTube. And you may or may not know it, but just let that be your heart prayer. I'm just asking. Let that be your prayer prayer. Let God motivate you from this place of love because he first loved us. Amen? All right, let's play that song.